This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Lemmy Coffee. Here at Quality Goods, Anson and I are both avid coffee drinkers. Uh, I have a cup almost every morning. Me too. Can't say uh, I can get started without a little bit of coffee. Usually, I prefer the French press. And I usually ground some fresh beans and uh, toss them in my reusable Keurig pod. But however you decide that you wanted to enjoy your coffee, Lemmy sources all of their beans from India and Brazil, and it's all organic, direct from trade farmers. And if you're not a black coffee drinker, they got some flavored blends for you too. They've got apple cinnamon, got a pumpkin pecan, and they even have some uh, pretty tasty chocolate discs that you can float on top of your coffee and turn into a little mocha. It's pretty bomb. So if you want to start your morning with some high vibes, use the link in our bio for your next bag and get 10% off with the code QUALITYGOODS at checkout. For our first Quarantine Goods podcast and switching from Skype to Zoom, we connected with Exact, a Los Angeles-based recording engineer and producer with roots in the Bay Area. His sounds may have made it onto your Spotify playlist in recent years, producing tracks for Black, Too Short, and more recently Party Next Door's new album, Party Mobile. We talked about how COVID-19 has affected us and how it has impeded the creative process and collaboration. We get into our background as trained audio engineers and the difference that made when Zach made the move from the Bay to LA. Regardless of the fact that you can make music in a bedroom, wherever, Los Angeles is home to creative energy and a network that is unmatched anywhere in the world. While his presence is missed here in the Bay Area, the dude is absolutely killing it in SoCal, and I've personally been loving what it has brought out of him. Plus, it gives me yet another excuse to visit LA, which I very much look forward to doing once we can assimilate back into society a bit. So add some exact songs to your playlist now, and then play them after this podcast and see what's good. What is going on, good people? You are tuned in to the Quarantine Goods podcast. And uh, today... We have the pleasure of speaking with a longtime friend of mine. We got uh, Exact in from uh, Los Angeles via Zoom tonight. What's going on, man? Man, what's up with y'all? Thanks for having me, bro. Not long time no chat, bro. Indeed. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, we're just sheltering. But uh, yeah, thank you for taking some time out your day, man, and joining us. Of course, man. Of course, bro. Yeah, we would have uh, preferred to do this face to face, you know, when we... Uh, had plans to make it our way down to Los Angeles in the near future, but uh, for now, those are those are sidelined. You know, I don't think anyone could have seen this one coming. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. <laughs> Definitely at this magnitude. Yeah, because really, wow. you know, it's pretty wild. We're still waiting on a real timeline, you know. So, but we're trying to keep busy, and looks like you're staying busy too, though. Yeah, trying my best, man. Trying my best, man. Yeah, by the way, congrats on the recent record uh, on the Party Next Door album. Yep, thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you. Everybody, uh, if you haven't heard that album, go check that out. Yeah, man, Party Mobile yeah. out right now. That was good. I mean, I know a lot of people talking about that that record, so that was a... Uh, the one thing, there's been some pretty good releases in this little bit of quarantine time, you know, and a few different artists, so I like Yeah, that. nobody's doing anything, so everybody's dropping music, so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's not a... It's not a terrible thing it's definitely 
you can tell who's like for the culture, like who cares about their fans and who doesn't because people are really trying to like, you know, between, I don't know if you guys paid attention to Tory Lane's quarantine radio and stuff on IG live and oh, Timberland and IG live all day, man. man yeah, the, everyone, the, everyone, the, the battles that Swiss yes. and Timberland have been setting up yeah. and, and Tory Lane's shit. It's been, yep. and then all the, all the DJs doing different sets, yeah, man. It's been, yeah. it's been great, dude. It's, like so cool. Yeah. You see Erica Badu was doing a concert, all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. You can really tell who like fucks with, their fans and cares about the people man it's tight yeah i was just watching a few this morning i, I caught a little bit of uh manny fresh versus scott storch and then uh, that was a bad matchup man i'm yeah. not gonna lie because like <laughs> they're two different styles they're for, totally for, different yeah. yeah like and yeah. like manny fresh it made it seem like manny like scott storch is amazing but like <laughs> yeah. if there's no manny fresh there's no drake yeah. yeah like like uh, not yeah. even an many fresh was That's the not sound an exaggeration. Of, yeah. like without many the fresh there's no cash money at all oh, exactly yeah. exactly without cash and money there's no the lil way. wayne without lil exactly. wayne there's no yeah and you know what's, what's fucked up is birdman kind of screwed over manny fresh when he was oh, the yeah. sound of cash money Shit, he man. was cash money Birdman has screwed over a lot of people yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> multiple generations of those yeah, guys on man. cash money man but it, and it, it's even worse because they put on great talent over there too but add that element of it but i guess comes to the territory great eye for talent bad business sense yeah exactly. or a gangsta, i shouldn't say a bad business sense they got a gangster business sense yeah exactly but i think like you're talking about um it's pretty cool with everyone Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going brand. There you oh, go. Oh, no, Hanson's not in the forefront, oh, though. Oh, oh, no. Oh, he, oh, now you've become oh, the meme. Oh, full no, circle. I am quality. Oh, yeah. damn. Just, <laughs> no, just he, he's become face. the Homer meme. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for you guys who are not watching this video right now. We're entertaining entertain yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, with the, the Zoom pop background. part of the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the for this sake, we'll, we'll turn that off. It's hilarious. But yeah, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty apparent to you see people talking about it, how um, during these times, like a lot of people are leaning on artists and creatives, you know, so I'm glad there's people that are stepping up, you know, and also I'm sure they're they're glad to get some of that energy out. Too. I hope that when we come out of this, that like people who support people who cut like music programs and, and arts programs in schools really understand like how much that's a bad idea. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's like. You know, the only thing getting everyone through this, aside from like games, yeah. is music and movies yeah. and art, creativity, exactly. and artists, and creative yeah, imagination. So it's like exactly. if you can, if you're, you know, if you can't see the importance of fostering those types of people growing up, then like I don't understand what you're doing. You know. Yeah, creativity is the key to uh, innovation and just anything. You know. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's pretty cool too. You see also people that, you know, maybe from other lanes, like say it's Instagram, whatever, it's people you followed for one reason, but now they're all in quarantine. So they're showing you their other talent. So it's kind of dope that way. It's like, man, and that's what creatives do. There's usually more than one thing. And they're like, oh, now let me show you the other stuff, like painting or ceramic, whatever it may be. But it's just cool to know that, you know, it's also inspiring like okay this is how i need to stay busy sometimes you know no yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting to see shit we've been over here chefing it up like a motherfucker man mm -hmm. girl made focaccia bread 
Yeah. Yeah, everybody's soup, baking everybody's cooking yeah bro yeah. we went to hella stores just to get fucking flour and shit so we could bake bro like, <laughs> yep shit yeah i went in the first couple store weeks of quarantine bro that, pan- that panic buying it was nuts bro wow, we would go to grocery stores yeah. and it would be nothing on the shelves and i yeah. was just like damn this is insane bro like people yeah it's crazy just, like for, for me it's like uh I wasn't really panicking, but you know, since being home and like you said, cooking it up, I'm like, I want all these different <laughs> ingredients that I don't usually use. And I'm like, damn, I can't even find that now. So the first wilding. weekend of quarantine down here was uh, the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, like, we had <laughs> yeah. we had bought a corned beef shopping mm. the week before, and like we weren't tripping at first, so we were trying to just like keep our normal shopping schedule, and we ended up having to like make up panic runs to like three different groceries just to like eat the corned beef with like just to get a head of cabbage bro we had to no just to find rye <laughs> bread because everyone bought all wow. the bread like we went yeah. to three different stores just to find and just it was i, felt, I realized after i got home i was like damn we just did all that just so we could eat like this one meal like i didn't <laughs> yep, even yeah. panic buy i didn't even like go stock up on shit i just literally found the ingredients just the one thing like, yeah yeah like i got shit for that and some chili and i was like damn like we really could have yeah you said you were there it's hard to get out of that mindset where you can just go to the store to buy an item or just one thing you need for a meal now you really have to be conscious and be like all right i need to make this trip to the store count exactly yeah exactly and especially like you said the first couple weeks it's like we didn't really well i didn't quite know how big it was going to get or how long yet so it's like okay now you're like okay i'm making more uh, you know, decisions for the future the next few weeks, you know? <laughs> I'll admit, I fully underestimated what was going to happen. I, I think we all did, man. We all did. A couple weeks, maybe shit would Ooh. get under control. Now, yeah, now we're looking at months still. <clears throat> months. We're looking. Yeah. Hey, but I was actually reading an article last night that uh, there's some scientists in the Bay Area that are doing a research study about the possibility of coronavirus having come to California in November. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've I've come across yeah. a couple people who've yeah, thought they've had it for sure. Yeah, like because me and a bunch of my just homies were, like were dying, sick as you know? fuck in like yeah. November, December, big top mm-hmm. of the year, with like a, an abnormally long like cold. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, it's weird that it wouldn't have spread. I mean, I guess with the asymptomatic well, what people, is that it's you know? possible that if it came over already, that the reason the numbers in California have been relatively low compared to places like New York is because we've already developed like a herd um, mm-hmm. immunity to it. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like the people that were going to get sick from it got sick as the flu. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And probably I mean, also were like they're among the people that died from influenza instead of yeah. you know what yeah I mean? we have you know multiple hospitals here that they're bringing people to study as well and help treat yeah, in stanford, our facilities so stanford's doing hopefully yeah hopefully you know that is true um and, and it is you know our numbers have stayed okay so hopefully we can ride it out but yeah i hope yeah. that because we got on top of it so soon that it'll be able to get back to normal relatively quickly if people just yeah. decide to stay the fuck home for a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah see lucky my aunt, has for... it. My aunt up in oregon oh has it. man yeah Damn. and like well it's not that bad apparently yeah but like she has she you know she went and got tested a couple of days ago she finally mm. had you know you have to have enough symptoms to get tested yeah it's wild so, it's crazy. yeah i mean it's true man like a couple of weeks ago i'm just hearing about in the news and now yeah i'm either a connection away or i know somebody that you know it moves is, fast exactly so moves fast. Yeah, yeah i mean hopefully yeah hopefully we could you know take it seriously man to make it happen so but it's hard to get motherfuckers to take shit seriously these days troll culture is so for prevalent, real bro. man yeah. like yeah it's it's in i feel like it's ingrained in some people's genes to like break the rules 
Oh, absolutely. Like myself included. Yeah, I have like, plenty of friends that are just mm-hmm. like, this I'm, This virus ain't better than me. Well, yeah, yeah. shit, I'm guilty. The first few weeks of quarantine, yeah. I was still going to the studio, pulling up on my homies and shit, like working yeah. and shit. So it's like, at this point, because of that, I've established that like, I know I can still go over there because ain't nobody over there except us working, but it's still yeah, like, yeah. I'm not even going over there anymore, yeah. be, even though I know it's a safe yeah, place. Exactly. Because it's just like, I just, I have a studio here. I'll just do it here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, how, it hasn't slowed yeah. down yet. So, yeah. yeah. So, how has that affected your workflow now with Man, the collaboration honestly, and whatnot? It's kind of thrown a little kink in it because I was just um, in the middle of like pulling up to sessions at places. You know, mm. I, I've been starting working with this management company, Electric Field, that manages like Lewis Bell, who's Post Malone producer, and Wallace Lane, and a few other uh, Frank Dukes and cats like that. And uh, so, yeah, they were starting to put me in some sessions. I had some shit with this artist named Katori Walker from Capitol. And everything got shut down when coronavirus happened. They, Damn. you know, the yeah, label deals built. are being made and you just, just yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even so much the deals were being made so much as we were just like getting in the or studio connecting. and working. And like yeah, we had yeah. a great session and we had more scheduled and uh, all of that just out the, the vibe just, I no. mean, yeah, that was what was, ter- was terrible as we had hit a cool stride. We had a great first day. We were supposed to have two more days and then three more days the next week or two or three more days the next week. And uh, LA Unified School District shut down. So bro had nowhere to put his daughter. And so yeah. he had to take care of his daughter for a while. And, you know, that was that. It was It was Rap City shortly. I think a day or two after that happened, most of the studios closed down. Yeah. Well, at least you got your own space to work in and be it's productive. A blessing. It's a blessing. Yes. Um, I've definitely been, but yeah, pretty much man, like the engineering stuff's gone, come to a halt just cause you know, you're not going yeah. anywhere with someone recording anybody, and... you know, remote recording isn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's for then, that's more for like commercial purposes, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, remote yeah. recording is definitely more like ADR sync yeah, shit man. and stuff like that, like voiceover work where you're mm-hmm. not dependent on the timing of the beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Plus, there's, there's less of a creative vibe. It's already scripted. Yeah, you know, you're you, just executing you're just, it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So the production side. It's still pretty much the same, still making beats and impacts off. But the, you know, the writing sessions have kind of slowed up to nothing. Yeah. Um, so just kind of sending beats off to different writers and A&Rs and artists and trying to stay as productive as possible, really. Yeah, man. While I got you here and while we're on the subject of making beats, I have to say that I have seen you come a long, long way in the <laughs> decade sure. plus that, that we've known each other. You know, went from Bay Area, the you know, banging, yeah, bang, out. banging out beats for Nicotina and Fab to look where you are now. Just landed a, a, a record on a number one album with Party Next Door, man. So that's it's pretty crazy to have seen your whole trajectory. Yeah, man. There. Thank you, bro. I, I really appreciate it. It's nuts to think about, you know, the journey, especially because expression was so crucial to that journey. Oh, yeah, you know man. What I'm saying? Like. 
was a magical place at that time man when we were i it's i sound like one of those crotchety <laughs> old men whenever i talk about our school because it's like back in the day back yeah, in my day people are like oh what school did you go to and i'm like oh i went to the school of expression but now it's called sae now it's owned by sae yeah. and it's not it stopped being expression a while ago but like when i went there that was the that's day. what i call it Man, when I it went was there, a, that it was shit, a golden era. It was a golden was era for the sure. Peak. We were at the pinnacle of expression. Yeah. Like, I felt it, man. I, I felt the vibes like in that place like, at that time. It was George Borden is such a genius. Like so much of what I do in my modern day shit is stuff that I adapted from techniques that he taught us. You know what I'm saying? And the attitude that he had. Yeah and like we are learning from seasoned vets man yeah They've been man doing like it for so long bro when we were there it was the best part of that shit and then the owner died when we were on like right before we graduated and fucking everything just went yeah and spencer it was spencer nilson <laughs> like <laughs> he was like the president right and he, he left shortly he, before we he left yeah. when the owner died ah oh, okay mm -hmm. yeah i believe yeah, that, or, or yeah, that whole that's thing a drastic change one, of the, yeah. one yeah. of the two he left right yeah. before or right after but either way when yeah. he left he left i think because one. what happened was the daughter brought in a company to save schools and that's when mm. they added like the dj degree mm. and the fucking they made they just dumbed the shit down they made it so you could fail the same class like five times before mm. you were like kicked out yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that'll yeah. definitely water down the product a little bit if you let yeah, that get like through. bro, if it takes you five terms to learn this one term, uh, yeah, you weren't you weren't yeah. meant to like. If you spend twenty five <laughs> weeks learning. You weren't five meant weeks to comprehend shit, this topic. Yeah, you're not supposed to be here. No, yeah. you're not supposed to do this. Yeah, there's really nothing wrong with that. But it's more like it's let's like, hey, shift that to yeah, something. You you, know. you came here to try to learn this. This you, is not you your strength. Made for it. Yeah. find yeah. your strength sir yeah and that's okay to go it. through discovery like when yeah. you go through some kind of class or educational program I if do. you find out it's not for you you got to realize yeah. that you know? i did feel bad for kids that were in the program that like you found out weren't like they find out midway through the program like oh shit maybe Maybe I'm yeah. not really that dope. Well, because the idea sounds so alluring. You're like, oh, you can come to school and be a music producer and, or and you're doing syntax music. on a fucking SSL 6000 to do automated <laughs> Some skill like, that I'm never going to learn yeah. or need ever again in my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, why do I need to know this? <laughs> it was more uh, of like, that's like paying your dues. It's like, yeah, it's like boot camp, you know. Like if you can't survive this fucking general ed, right? Shit, the same way, yeah. They for sure put us through boot camp. Yeah, it's to cut out, to cut the fat, yeah. you know. Like if you can't hang through this, like this is what we had to go through when we we're like young yeah. audio engineers before, like recording on computers was a thing, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? gained that appreciation yeah. for that process. Recording man. on like, computers yeah. did not become a big thing until like what though. the nineties. We got equipped very well. When I got down here to LA, to Hollywood, and I realized I was better than like every single intern at all of these big studios. You know what I mean? Like when I first started yeah, working- step, A step ahead of them. Yeah. When I first started Probably working with Kelly Rowland, I, mean, I had never worked in a big lab except for, like I had been to a few for writing sessions with like Atlantic yeah. and Fab and shit, but I had never like ran a session on like a SSL 9000 you know, in an actual, and, and they had you on the board, bro, had me room. on the board running pro tools in a fucking actual studio room. And I was better, you know, the assistant the, there was like, 
oh man so like how long where'd you where where do you work and i was like oh i freelance i work for tank with my homie eric like mm-hmm. that's all i do i just run i have my own studio and he was like what and i was like oh yeah no this <laughs> so is actually how do you my know how to use this ssl <laughs> yeah this like, is my first fuck? lead engineering gig ever actually and then we me and bro spent you know three four months together while we worked with kelly and yeah that was my first time being in like a big lab as the head engineer for the shit you know what i mean and it was when i did that and they loved me and i and everyone was like kind of impressed by my workflow out the gate i was kind of that was really a big confidence booster and it was all because of being at expression and being able to practice so much and like having the teachers that we had i was able to just hop right in oh we need to use this compressor oh okay Use a compressor. I know what to, you know. Oh, patch this for me. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all knowledge that you can't just really get from like winging it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing about going like learning anything. Like you have to take the reps. You know, like mm-hmm. going to that school. We had the ability to use the facilities as basically as much as you wanted, and you can Shit. tell like when you, people weren't taking advantage of that you're like y- y'all remember i was in that bitch the last like probably three <laughs> four terms of school bro i was in that bitch four to five there. days a week 8 p.m yeah. to 5 a.m in the d command bro because yeah. nobody would w- want to book the d command because it was a classroom but i'm like bro it's a classroom with a fucking pro tools yeah. hd like setup it and a booth. Yeah. it's an hd <laughs> yeah. setup in a booth and a nice like it can yeah, a nice board it. Nice yeah, board to run, yeah. easy to board. run. It's a nice yeah. board. It's a simple ass board. The decommand yeah. is what replaced the Control Twenty Four, bro. Like, I, I don't, I never understood why people wouldn't get in there, and I was just in there going crazy. We worked on T Pain songs and hella shit in there, bro. Like, oh yeah, well, a little bit of a step back, but um, you know, obviously, like you said, you reap the benefits of going to that school and you know putting in the hours. But like, what made you like? What was your introduction to say music or like what was that your reasoning to go to like expressions? You kind of knew production was going to be a thing. Or um, man, nah. When I uh, when I was graduating school, I uh, my senior year of high school, I was going to go to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and that is a. Uh, I was I was accepted to their interior architecture program and so i was looking at loans and shit should go over there and like what housing would be and like she was gonna run me like a hundred some thousand dollars in loans and housing when it's all said and done and like i went out there for a summer and i brought my guitar and i just like fucked around bro like i was just on <laughs> bitches bro i was just on hello girls <laughs> not focused and i kept it real when i got back vibe. i kept it real with myself like my senior year like because i was already accepted to the school i dropped out and got my ged because that's all i needed to go in and i was already accepted mm. and uh i kind of was just yeah like selling weed and fucking making beats in my apartment uh when i moved out of my mom's <laughs> house i moved out as soon as i turned 18 yeah and uh yeah i was just doing that making beats and fucking rapping with the homies yeah doing like sounding terrible but <laughs> at the time it sounds like, like all of us know, hyphy, yeah, music music <laughs> hyphy music was yeah in a special place and it was kind of yes, it yes. was almost it was like on its way out you know yeah. it was very watered down people realized yeah. that like because yeah, you graduated in what 2007 eight? uh 06 would have been my graduation oh, oh, so, oh okay you're only one year behind me yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like hyphy music was on the way out a little bit 
Like, yeah, reached the peak already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just it had gotten watered down. People realized that, like, oh, these kids are making this shit in GarageBand. I have GarageBand because I bought yeah. a MacBook too. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so like that was me myself. Like, I was making mm-hmm. my first beats in GarageBand, and then my homie gave me Logic. Um, but like. Oh yeah, we had we got passed around logic. Like, we had, I had logic seven. Dude, I remember I got to expression and Burns bought logic eight, and uh, we all installed logic yeah, eight. I was working at the Apple store. He bought it from me like on a discount, and then we all used the same bubble, license. Bubble, 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 like, what? Yeah. I, had, I probably on a hard drive somewhere still have that version oh, of logic eight installed on nice. a backup somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, like I was just making times. beats and my roommate at the time was like, yo, you know, you can uh, go to school for this. And I was like, what? Like, that doesn't even sound <laughs> real. Yeah, you can get a bachelor's degree. And, and so real. that was like my mom's big thing was because when I decided not to go to Chicago, uh, I just was going to junior college up in Santa Rosa. And yeah, just getting in trouble, just doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was like, yo, like. I will help you go to school, you know, like my, your, you know, your grandma will help you if you have a bachelor's program, mm, you know what gotcha. I'm saying? Yeah. Like they weren't fucking with my, a, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll just get my AA and then I'll figure yeah. out a program to transfer to. And she's like, if you're doing that, you're on your own, you know, we'll, we can help you with a bachelor. So I had saved up some bread from, you know, trapping and my grandma and I entered into an agreement with her lawyer that basically was it basically said she'll help she'll do half of it with us Mm. if i don't get less than a b like no b Mm. minus no none of that and like one like any term that i get a b for i have to pay back in full like 100 percent. and so i was like fuck it bro like let's do it not you know i'm just sitting here wasting time in fucking santa rosa trap and getting hot risking going to jail or some shit for dumb yeah. for no reason you know no what reason, i'm saying yeah. and uh <laughs> So well, that's yeah. better than taking a loan out. You know what I'm saying? It's a contract, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's someone helping you. you know. I'm blessed, man, because yep, I know yep, a lot of friends mad. that are still paying off or just oh, recently yep. finished paying I'm, off student loans. I'm debt still paying America. student loans, and, man. Exactly. I still, exactly. still got quite a bit. You know, I'm. You know, I was able to turn a, a crazy situation into a positive one with the help from my family. So I'm super blessed, you know, for that for sure because. I know a lot of people that don't get opportunities like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But that's good. It's good that you recognize that. And like, you know, yeah, man. it is a blessing. Like, yeah. You know, I was just, yeah. I made Student the right decision. Debt. Cause I, you know, yeah. I had gotten a DUI right before I got to like the year before I came to expression mm-hmm. and was like making really bad decisions. And so I was able to just get out of that life while it was still positive with some, with yep. some bread yeah, sometimes there, yeah those opportunities just find positive. you in that way yeah you know so i'm i'm very fortunate to have that situation go that way yeah. you know and it all culminated at the right time so we all yeah man everything transpired out for at, a uh, expression and yeah. had this crazy era yeah um, man like, it was, only, dude, it was only like two and a half years like that's yeah. the crazy thing it's like three years maybe yeah, yeah man you remember f- fucking if it, it w- if it wasn't for g bro i would have never got to meet <laughs> fab and neo and all them crazy ass motherfuckers <laughs> Missed that guy have, oh wait have you seen him at all recently uh oh. within the last year yeah at eric's studio 
Yeah. How's the, how's their new spot? Um, their new spot is more of a house studio. They downsized mm. heavy when yeah. their old lease didn't get renewed. And they to focus on the label and have less overhead, right? Yeah, I think it was just the overhead was crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know like, it's and it's a circuit, to try to. It's a circus. We're trying to rooms. keep five rooms yeah. booked. Is a yeah. lot of it's a lot of shit to do. Especially yeah, you have to have like a manager and like tr- somebody trying to. It's a lot. Them. It's just yeah. a lot of work. It's like it's that's a full size facility, and their size it just wasn't big enough to do what they needed to do to cover the overhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the landlord re- hiked the rent up super crazy so oh, yeah. i'm just not even oh, it was a fun place to hang out though oh I yeah man <laughs> I, you know the crazy story about that place is that was actually the first studio i ever went to when i went to look at moving to la and now you oh, nice. before they moved in or? yeah before they moved there it used to be oh, dj quick studio and like nipsey mm. and t fly and my guy mars and them and fucking uh mike and keys all used to be oh, in so there. it was already like built out a lot already mm, yeah but then when they kicked when dj quick and them got kicked out or left or whatever they trashed oh, they the place. fucked it up they wow. trashed it so when eric and josh moved in there i know they put thousands of dollars into rebuild mm, oh yeah yeah like well, tens they, of thousands yeah, of dollars it was nice today. it was no yeah they made it amazing you know and then it just that landlord shod's a piece of shit bro like shady shod <laughs> a piece of shit bro like yeah man he was janky so there was there were some <laughs> issues so it's you know everything works like i said everything works out for good for the better for a reason you know they're in a great yeah. spot now so how big of an impact did moving to la from the bay have for you man huge bro like honestly until we get an industry back in the bay you know until there's a few more empires going on and there's a few bigger studios happening mm-hmm. you know like the there's no reason for celebrities to go to the bay area yeah it's all they're not on like tour or something yeah it's all it's all tech so you know what i mean like um and that's really just what it is the opportunities are here in la you know i like like the way i got the kelly Rowland session eric got a call for a session when he was with tank he went to he asked me to cover for him with tank and then tank was like no bro like we're still in the middle of working like tell zach to cover your session and so kelly Rowland was the session that he wanted he (laughs) had to go to so i ended up covering over there and they fucked they fucked with me but like i was at dinner with fab like we were at benny hanna's and i was like i got a call and bro was like hey can you engineer tonight and i was like yeah what time and they're like we're at the studio right now how fast can you get here and i was like bro what like yeah. what like uh shit 30 minutes like yeah you just dip on your meal yeah bro i didn't even get any money yeah. i didn't even get food bro like yeah, i, I to, looked man. at fab and i was like fab you can like, get a hey, ride because i drove i was like fab, oh because fab, fab don't drive he hate driving yeah. fab, oh, okay he, driving. <laughs> he can drive but he don't fuck with driving um, <laughs> yeah and so yeah like i was i looked at fab i was like bro can you you can catch an uber back to the crib or some you know you are you good and he was like yeah "Yeah, go get some money and so like but like that was spontaneous you know like that shit isn't happening in the bay you know what i'm saying you're not gonna get a call yeah like you know you're not not, you know when i was you know working with short um on the last album that he dropped like the official album that he dropped the pimp tape 
you know, we were at his house in LA and like French Montana pulled up when he was dating Khloe Kardashian, Jeremiah pulled up, Ty Dolla pulled up, you know, Snoop pulled up. Like, yeah, this is crazy, man. These people are there. They're in LA. They're they're like, we're just going to make a stop. Yeah. It's not, that just isn't happening in the Bay. That's probably the biggest, that's the biggest difference, you know, and the biggest thing that was positive for me was that because yeah, it's just like, if that stuff was happening in the Bay, we wouldn't have to go to LA. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and that's also a testament to the strength of your network. You know, it's something that we stress all the time around here, like network yeah. the fuck out of any situation. And if you're doing something, let people know what yeah. you're doing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Got to do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I even use it, you know, to advantage right now. Like, I have a circle, you know, that, you know, people even that you grew up with that are in different industries in general. But it's good to have that conversation right now to just get a pulse on what they're going through and, you know, what they, what they're projecting, you know, to come out of this doing, you know, just to pick people's brains, you know, and how people are, you know, looking to adapt to this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely good. Yeah, I uh, I just ordered some some DJ decks. I ordered <laughs> I ordered a DJ controller so I can come out of this quarantine and like <laughs> know, knowing a how to mix DJ? Track. Yeah, a proficient. Know, yeah, I'm I not going to so be a master. Many, right. I know so many people that are learning a new skill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Man? Why not? Yeah, if you're able I'm trying to, to yeah. kick myself into the health hype, bro. I've been lazy as fuck, man. <laughs> I was supposed to get a bunch of workout equipment before this quarantine, oh. and that shit all just got shut down. Yeah. yeah, I just put I just pieced my quarantine setup together. I got a bunch of kettlebells. I don't know if you can see this bike behind me. I just bought a bike yesterday so I can go riding. <laughs> I need to buy a bike. I also I was gonna get a TRX. stationary bike for the house just so oh, I can yeah, there you go. Stay Peloton. active while yeah. I like play video yeah. games or some shit. Yeah. That's the one thing that's funny about though, like everyone's like, you know, start a new hobby, but we're you know, we're limited to that as long as you can get the supplies you need. So there's you know it's like, yeah, I wanna try something new, but I can't just go get an instrument, you know. So, At this point, so. I want something new, but I'm more worried about like where the hell I can get goddamn toilet paper and fucking Yeah, exactly. And exactly. That's a little <laughs> Exactly, man. Yeah, uh, that's why I, I pulled the uh I pulled the trigger on the bidet, you know, if if we run out of toilet paper my homie just can, did that too yeah. and uh, yeah. it's like bruh <laughs> i want to but i don't want to at the same time i have no desire it's just getting to those times you know <laughs> we're just prepping for for whatever might happen it's bad though it's bad i'm down we got like three rolls left yeah. i was going i'm going i'm buying toilet paper from the liquor store bro that's yeah exactly whatever yeah, you can one roll at a time yeah. i was exactly. in the liquor store the other day and i saw a, be- a roll of paper towels and i was like <laughs> yeah I'm I'm just, I might as well yeah, take I'm just that. I'm gonna exactly. just get it. Just, <laughs> yeah, just I know, it, yeah. I know, I'm yeah. gonna need it. Like yeah, at some even, point, I'm need exactly. Even the cafe down the street now is selling toilet paper and other groceries because they're Bro, like, yo, people need hella yeah. restaurants. And it's like we need to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they, yeah. yeah. Hella restaurants are turning into like groceries. They're yeah, like yeah. I got homies right now that are buying food from the the restaurant because yeah, Cause I mean, they got suppliers. Not, you know, exactly. they're buying produce and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, they got to fulfill those orders still. Otherwise, exactly. lose the line. Yeah, so if they can keep the economy churning like that, you know, won't be in such bad condition coming out of this. I don't understand how the economy is doing so bad when so many people just went out and bought so much shit. Yeah, that's so true, much. though. That's true. Like, for the week, the week they announced quarantine, I bought a PlayStation 4 and a TV <laughs> for my studio. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I know I'm real. not the only one, bro. Yeah. Well, I, I know, know I'm exactly. not the only one. 
Yeah, I mean, I got a homie who, like I said, he's a he's a professor, and he had to teach his, his one of his coworkers how to set up the internet and a computer so she could teach him home because she's just never done that. So, like, you know, every industry, like, yeah, you the the money's just shifted. So I do I never really thought of it like that, but you're completely right. Like bro, the money's people just are spending, bro. People exactly, are spending. they're not going to I don't one know place. What, but. Like, <laughs> like nightclubs and alcohol is not being bought as much, except yeah. like the yeah. wine sales are up apparently. Yeah, I thought about that earlier. I was like, I was like, man, I've I've saved money by not spending it on like nights out drinking and shit like that and eating at restaurants. But I bought hella groceries and I I definitely hit up Costco hard for the booze. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, we've been every time I leave the house, I get some wine and some alcohol and bring it back. I've been drinking. You know what? I've been drinking a bunch of sake. Oh, oh nice. nice! There you go. The, the sake is like four dollars for the big ass bottle. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. yeah. We're gonna make these different decisions, man. You know, <laughs> sake is delicious, bro. I yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. It's very you can, neutral. Like, get fucked up on sake and so and it's like soju too. Like yeah. you can so drink it cold. Yeah. You can drink it warm. Shit. You can drink yeah. it room temp. Yes, bro. All of that, and then wake up the next day and be fine. Yeah, dude. Did you ever go to that uh, sake distillery when we were in school? The no, Takara? I didn't. It's in Berkeley. It's like pretty close to uh, expression. I need but to go. I wish I was What was that one fucking brewery? Tasting. What was that one brewery in, in Berkeley right there up the street? What is it? Gilman? Beersh or some shit? Oh, yeah. Gordon Beersh. What? No, no, no. no. Uh, was it Pyramid? Pyramid. It was Pyramid. Yeah. Pyramid yeah. was still the yeah, RIP Pyramid. That not used there to be anymore. fire. Is, is there oh, still Pyramid yes. beer or is it all gone? I think so. Yeah, no, I, I think, think they're, they're still making it. Yeah, yet, they but they just downsized that. a little oh, bit. Man. You know, craft beer. Was fire. They had fire ass garlic fries, bro. Oh yeah, man. They're they're known for that. They got, they were one of the the Hefeweizen. The, they they put out the Hef, the like Hef. early in the, the, bomb in the craft Hefs. beer game. Yeah, now oh, there's Gilman. Pyramid, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool spot, man. It's all open, like big, like the brewery in there is dope. No, yeah, that was spot cool. was just a hell of tight. I love that spot, yeah. bro. You know what? I made. You know what I told myself? I said if Top Dog ever goes disappears, I'll buy never, it. I'll never come home. Oh, I, th- I thought you said. I thought you were gonna like buy it, and then you can keep the legacy if of that. That is an option alive. for sure. I would love to set up the like, stew in the back. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> we just must protect Top Dog at all costs. That's hilarious. Yeah, because Top Dog is flames. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Really, you know, it's funny that we're kind of making making of it, but like, not only are people relying on creatives, but like we really see how this whole structure and routine works. You know what I'm saying? How all connected everything is. And I hope we can all remember that, like kind of coming out here. And like, like you said, these, these places, these mama pops that you just like, nah, this is home for me. And if it's not there, it's not home, you know? And like, we got to remember that. And I'm sure you got your spots even down there that you're going to, you know, try to, you know, patronize right now too, man. I, we still order food at least once or twice a week. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm able to, I will, you know, obviously some people, you know, save your money too. And some people are hesitant because they don't know the conditions of people cooking and how many customers are interacting. be like, hey, leave that shit on the doorstep. This one driver was like, yeah, I left your food on the doorstep. I'm calling to let you know it's there so you get it right now while it's hot. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. We're like all it. trying to figure out the yeah, best way I'd to be make these I'd be tipping these drivers, you know, yeah. they're out here. As like, long as you're comfortable, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it. as long as I can get the food and I feel comfortable, you feel comfortable, let's do this and bring, let's try to keep it moving. Bring that shit here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got Taco Bell delivery the other day. It was beautiful. 
Yeah. We, we went through the in and out drive-thru yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I haven't done. <laughs> but then, you know what they did is they took the people away. So you go back and it's back to ordering at the boxes. Uh, yeah. Oh, and it's like someone on the counter. Yeah, you know how like you yep. go to in and out and there's somebody standing outside. Yeah. Now it's at the actual board again. Now it's back at the actual fucking shit. I felt safe. I mean, yeah, and I've kind of, you know, with, you know, the, one, the company I work for and also just hearing other people talk about it, we, we really see that that we can kind of change the way that our routines are from work, right? Like, at least in, in the industry I'm in. But for you, is there anything that that you, you see coming from this time? Like, like you might adjust how you, you know, kind of navigate, you know, making your, your business connections and just working? Man, I'm it's still in limbo, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm still kind of adapting a little bit. Yeah. How, you know? I'm trying to get, I was, before this all happened, I was trying to get better at sending beats off more consistently and stuff like mm. that. So that's definitely something. Like that cold, I'm, like just sending them out to people who you no, think no, would be a good fit or just, no. like, just send connect. <laughs> like, hey man, like, like, I think you'd be good on this. Yeah, no, I never, no. that's not a, it's not a good, cold beats are never a good headspace for someone to listen to uh, most yeah. of the time. I shouldn't say never, but usually not a good headspace. Yeah. But no, just like, being more diligent about sending stuff out on the internet because you know regardless of whether it's success rate it's like a it's an effortless thing that just has yeah. mm-hmm. it's only positive you know obviously you don't want to like spam somebody but yeah you know it doesn't just take a relationship it up. doesn't take shit to fucking send yeah. off some beats you know what i mean mm-hmm. if i have the time which you know, now we have all the fucking time <laughs> yeah. well what's the balance like for you man like like shopping your beats like what is the balance between like the people in your network versus maybe hosting your beats somewhere online for people to sample them or like how, how do you go about the, man, that i process? really just i really just send stuff directly to people i collaborate with the homies uh, excuse me i collaborate with the homies and um yeah like yeah and your travels like that like yeah i try to be as efficient as possible you know mm-hmm. like if i can if i have the direct line on an artist i'm gonna send it directly to them whether it's texted to their phone or send it right to their email um you know it's just it's so many different facets to like getting placements and so the more consistent you are and the more you do it, just the likelier it is to hit, you know, if you're, if you're not in the room with somebody, it's really kind of hard to tell. So you just figure out as best a way, a best, a, as best yeah. as possible to get a direction. I guess you would yeah. say you want to see their reaction to your music. Yeah. Or just like, you know, get them to tell you what they're looking for yeah. Yeah. and try and give them your version of that. So it's like, um, Yeah, you know, sending beats is it's it's always yeah. kind of hit or miss. So well, yeah, I mean, collaboration is a two way street. So I get what you're saying. You know, like wh- I, I uh, you ever watch that that show Abstract on Netflix? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, well, I, you definitely should check it out. As a creative person, yeah. it's about like okay. people who have done big things. Like the one that I watched first was Tinker Hatfield because uh, okay. he's instrumental yep. in like designing Nike shoes and whatnot. But there's tons of other designers and creatives that have just made their mark on society. But one thing that I noticed in common with all these people is that like when they're collaborating with somebody, they always like spend so much time and just like interviewing that person basically and just trying to really find out what's at the core of what they're looking for 
exactly before so it's like you know starting it, the process it's hard to do that via text yeah you yeah know what i mean so it's like i try not i try to just get an idea of where what direction to go in and send off vibes like that or if i think something will work for an artist send them that and be like yo check this out you know what i mean things like that mm-hmm. um luckily i put in a bunch of work before this so people are able to nice. drop music yeah you know still yeah um but yeah, I think now is a time that stresses more than ever, like the um, importance of being like prepared and yeah. having like assets ready to go and stockpiling yeah. content because mm-hmm. as a creator, you never know when some shit like this is gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah for this is this, oh, that, this is when the you might need to tap into your stockpile and be like, "Hey, yeah. I made this beat like two years ago. Yeah. Like, what do you it's think? It's appropriate for this now, yeah, yeah whatever." Yeah, it is. and like shit like that works, but at the same time, you know, like if you're an artist trying to drop songs and you didn't have a bunch of videos on the way or like ready to go, like no one's shooting videos right now. You know what I mean? You can't have a yeah. video crew, so like you didn't have shit ready to drop already then like now you're waiting to get back to life you know where yeah, i mean like we even artists. had you know like one of our other homies on the podcast they they put on music too and what he was talking about was you know he was about to drop a bunch of like you know club banger type things and he's like i'm just not in that headspace right now i'm not sure if that reflects you know so then there's that right like well yeah, you no, know that was what a bunch of people were, you know some rappers were actually talking about that they're like you know i can't make club music right now because I'm not like they're all closed. Like no one's in the club. No one's. Yeah, yeah. they're before. not feeling the vibe of the club. <laughs> yeah, hard to, it's hard to make twerk, twerk, ass shaking music right now or, yeah. or club records because nobody's bouncing in the club. Exactly. You know? And it's like, man, hate it or love it, but Drake made a TikTok song. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like, I'm gonna adjust. You know, like I don't, not, I'm not listening to it, but he's it's been out on there, that man. wave. Yeah, exactly. He's he like gonna adjust to everything. Guys. Yeah, Drake knows exactly so but that's yeah he's like all right what am i gonna do during this time boom you know yeah <laughs> tussy slide man yeah <laughs> um but yeah man so you know obviously you've been in the game for you know almost a couple of decades now and technology plays a big part you know in how you know kind of businesses and just how life is but what are some of the other things you noticed that maybe when you kind of first came into the industry, like compared to now, like there's, what's like a big difference that you've noticed? Um, I think the access, when we first started, we were kind of at the tail end of studio culture. Um, where like, if you wanted to put on, if you wanted to make music of a certain quality, you had to go to a major studio, like a big studio. Um, Mm -hmm. and now you don't at all at all at all yeah. so yeah. i think the biggest difference yeah is just like the amount of people able to make music and the ease at which you can make music that sounds good and and put it out and put it yeah. out you know what i mean for like, millions of people to access the bay is the home to like one of the major independent distributors um mm-hmm. outside of like the tune cores and the cd babies like with empire so like we kind of have the blueprint from home with what Gazi's doing and um you know like everyone has that blueprint now it's an it's a common knowledge whereas we used to be a very independent area musically you know it was a lot of do-it-yourself type attitude with just the whole scene and now that's just the universal attitude for all these little kids is like nah i'm finna do this shit myself like i got a microphone on my like it's kids using the microphone on like yo earbuds bro yeah yeah to make yeah, songs sure. and yeah. put them out 
and make and gain a following and yeah <laughs> like they're making bread yeah i mean that makes kind of sense what you're talking about too just with you know how like you said the bay area the opportunities aren't really here for this right now but they laid the like you said they had the blueprint but now you do hear that influence but that changed the whole game like yeah i mean we get a lot of credit for the first independent rappers the signed deals or whatever it is you know so yeah man you know it's definitely part of our culture is bay area just being independent and free spirited and like across the board um so you know, we get credit some places and where it's due and other places we don't. Yeah. And sometimes you way, can just hear or feel feel it in it, whether they say it or not, you know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, you know, real ones <laughs> recognize. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the subject of, you know, technological advances in the industry, what are some tools that you use, like in the studio or some instruments or whatever that you've seen huge changes in, or, or what are some of you, your go-tos even? Man, honestly, um, I used to think it was like all about what plugins you have. And now it's actually about what hardware you have. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like a lot of the people yeah. that I collaborate with that have, awesome sounds um it's not they're not plugins they're from keyboards you know vintage synths or not vintage yeah. synths even mm. some of the new moog synths are insane like um so it's like i think really what it is is because of the access everyone has the same plugins there's cracked versions of almost every plugin out there yeah. and you know the sounds that make up the majority of the landscape of like urban and r&b music no i wouldn't say r&b most of like urban and rhythmic music is made with synths that everyone has you know yeah. so the way you stand out is by using live instruments and mm. hardware and stuff and like your different recording techniques and your mixing techniques for your melodies that make them sound vintage which is very popular now you know with the lo-fi sound mm. um and you know i think i just have seen that like that that evolution from like going and hoarding all the synths i can buy and all the stuff <laughs> i can get um like plug-in wise yeah, yeah. To now i'm like bro damn i need seven g's so i can buy like an buy like that, an that rare sound yeah, you know what i'm saying that no one has yeah. and like i spend time like with the homies like there's a dope producer from the bay named wax roof who has like a bunch of awesome instruments and he's a great mm. instrumentalist and producer and i love coming up there and working with him because we'll always get just like these super authentic rare not rare well yeah sure rare authentic tones though that are very unique you know just mm -hmm. it is because it's like his roads is old that and tuned out of in that certain way you know what i'm saying yeah and um so yeah i think yeah, that's like been you know one thing that's super evolved for me is just like what i look for as a producer like for my go-tos you know yeah, you brought up something at the end of your answer there that actually i was thinking about earlier is having a unique sound and in the market that you make a, a, a lot of your music in like you know r&b hip-hop pop you know how important is it to kind of have that brand name sound I, like there's this one dude on on instagram who made me think of this i don't know if you've seen him justin bermudez um, I know who that is. Yeah, like, but he really just nails these impressions of these rappers and their like ad libs and their sound. Mm. And but when you think about it and you listen to their music, like you are listening to their brand because mm -hmm. right? they they make certain ad libs or noises or yeah. or yeah. a certain <clears throat> cadence that is 
like every song you know it's them yeah like how important do you think it is to have your stamp on music like that i think i mean it's definitely important as part of you know it's how you sonically brand yourself it's how you get fan you know you gain a following you know but i mean ultimately i think for a producer a lot of people just see the success you know what i mean yeah, unless you're yeah. able to like really carve out a sound with an artist you know what i mean a lot of people don't identify your sound as a sound like 40 is one of those artists that like him and drake were him and drake for hella long so he was able to become a, a producer that people looked at like oh that sound that's that 40 sound that's oh, that yeah. Okio 40 yeah. drake sound and so like you know mustard was able to take a bunch of the same west coast sounding beats and create something that people refer to as the mustard yes, sounding yeah. beat. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like that's crazy because he don't even make none of those beats or majority of those beats i shouldn't say yeah. i don't want to take all the credit from him but like yeah. <laughs> a lot of his like majority of those beats are ghost produced you know what yeah. I mean, by other producers so he was able to just curate a bunch of people to be like yeah. yo make beats like this you know what i'm saying yeah. I mean, and that's all just the evolved hyphy like tempo man you know what i'm saying like yeah no i mean all of that shit it, it's, it's just it's just newer jerk which yeah spin off a of hyphy you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's all you know yeah the that's the bay sound the la sound is the g-funk you know what exactly I mean? yeah that west coast um west coast soul and funk music mm-hmm. you know that's that la sound but like i said you know i think it's important for you to brand yourself like that um as best as you can you know but I'd like to think that a lot of my songs have a certain sound to them that you can identify with my production. But at the same time, I definitely also pride myself in being pretty versatile. So, yeah, you know? I've noticed that with the uh, with your discography, man. I've, I've seen some of your versatility out there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a struggle too, like you said, to you know, sh- like shape your style and, and and your brand or whatever your name, but also not make it so obvious. You know, right? Like you don't. You know, it's like. Yeah, I you mean, can't make the same beat over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. You definitely can employ certain elements that even if people don't realize it off the top, you know, yeah. there'll be reasons that people like your songs that you can yep, yep. put into things that, you know, maybe don't equate to, oh, this is an exact beat, but can still equate to, oh, I like this song. So, you yeah. know. And then I think and then they find out you did. It's like, oh, man, all right, that does make sense. I like his other stuff. And yeah. So. I think that's what I strive for more than just trying to sonically sound the same all the time or, or cohesive. You know, I try my best to just work with artists and give them what they're trying to achieve and how I fit into that as a producer and can make the best song possible, you know? Definitely. Well, now is the time we can go into our segment that we call support quality. Okay. And I know that the uh, times are a little... A little odd right now to be asking a question like this, but may- maybe you have an answer that pertains to these strange times. But uh, yeah, our support quality segment is about something that has brought quality to your life lately, whether that's a person, place, a thing, a process. But what's something that has brought quality to your life? Man, I think like uh, baking in quarantine or like cooking, mm-hmm. not baking, but cooking mm-hmm. during quarantine has brought just like you know, some, some good vibes and something to do that also is tasty and has got beneficial results, yeah. you know, skill yeah. building, man. Yeah. You say what? Skill building. 
Exactly, man. Trying to just hone those skills. I already was able to throw down a little bit, but now I'm really trying to yeah. step it up. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, not to say that uh, it's exactly the same, but like when you make even a beat, you can throw something together real quick and then make the adjustments. That's the one cool thing about cooking is like you make the meal real quick, but to master that thing, you know, that's where the reps come in. And like, you're like, and it's not changing the whole recipe. It's tweaking that thing. Yeah, you know? just, oh, I just need to pinch more of this or yeah. I mean, throw that in a little bit longer or take that out a little <laughs> bit sooner. You know what I mean? Like, and you get that like engineer mind going <laughs> into that now, like every, the bites got a taste, right? That's, like, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I made like three different batches of cookies and it was like, tweaking out over my my yeah for sure you're like fuck this yeah because the first batch was hella good but like not quite right and the second batch was like i strayed a little too far yeah (laughs) exactly but it's the first batch so then it's like (laughs) now i gotta do something else to figure out what to do to make these cookies better yeah they're so close they're so close (laughs) yeah exactly you're still working you're just in Uh, a different studio right now you know what i'm saying like exactly still still cooking yeah, uh, I've been watching so many food shows that I've been trying to get better at my. Uh, yeah, I've to get better at every my... episode of Chopped at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Hey, yeah. Almost, bro. Like, but been, I mean, I've exactly. been trying to master my presentation now because of those shows. Because I'm just like, and now, now I want to show it off on Instagram. Yeah. So I got to make it look good too. I can't just yeah. be posting trash on there. Like sometimes yeah. I want to post the trash because it's like, hey, man, it's a. It's okay to make food that's not pretty. It's still delicious. But right. I just posted you know. what I made today on Instagram on my story. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but it's the same there are shit. Lots man. of people exactly. Do, and then, and then, what do you do? You yeah. get obsessive about. It. You start watching these shows to get better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're digging in the crates, right? Same oh, yeah. shit. It's just a different fucking thing. But it's all this. Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's like we're all itching to be creative, and this is a very not easy to do well, but easy to come up. You know. Yeah. Um, and there's a valid reason to be in exactly. the kitchen and being creative it's yeah. nourishment as well yeah, plus exactly shelter at home right and that's that something you can do in the home you know what i mean so and that shit is delicious bro Fuck yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it just feels good to be able to do some shit like damn i i did that i ain't gonna lie though i did fuck up a soup a couple weeks ago and I was, <laughs> hey but that comes with it right i was pissed at myself <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where you had to like throw it out yeah like the i put it on too hot at first Oh, uh, yeah. And, and then turn oh. it down. So the bottom, like the shit that was on the bottom of the pot oh, burnt. Just fucked burnt, it all yeah, up. And man. so, like, I could have been cool if I had just poured the soup out. It transferred it, yeah. I went to scrape to get this. Like, you know, I poured it out mm. and saw the, that there was still soup at the bottom. So I went to, oh. like, I took the spoon and went to oh. scrape the rest <laughs> of the soup out into the Tupperware. The whole bottom layer of the pen was just charred. It was oh, just charred no. vegetables. Yeah. And yeah. so I just like scraped this black sludge <laughs> into the soup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. On accident. He's like, nah, nah, that's going in. You're that's like, going in. You're like reconsidering I, it as you're one, doing it. It was just one. It was just one scoop. Because I just dug <laughs> down it. to the bottom, scooped in, and then like. That's all it takes. I saw it and was like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and then sure enough, yeah, it was just. It it's was a wrap, there. yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Hey, we all been there, man. You know? <laughs> we went to the war to get those vegetables, man. That's even worse. Yeah, it's like that much more. Yep. bro. Like, fuck, I was pissed. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, what are, what, what's a quarantine tip that you got for the people out there? What's what's one that, other than don't scrape the, the charred vegetables into your soup, what, man, what's a quarantine um, tip for the people? Don't annoy people. <laughs> like, like re- you really have to work on being cool being by yourself. Yeah. 
like like it's lonely for a lot of people who are very social mm-hmm. creatures and even if they don't realize mm-hmm. it but like take this time to like be cool with you and work out Damn. your demons because like ultimately yeah. like if you can't sit in a room by yourself for a couple of days albeit it is a lot more than just a couple of days yes but, <laughs> you know if you can't just be okay with not being with someone for a period of time like you have issues that you got to work on and figure that out before somebody else ever finna fuck with you facts facts you know what i'm saying yeah. So Luckily, yeah, take I, this time. I, yeah. Take this time yeah. to give yourself some new time. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It, it's a wake. That's that's what's like available to yeah. us. Take advantage of that because we won't get that time. Everyone's gonna be you know off and running. So like, let's let's be grateful for what we have. Oh yeah, it's gonna go down, man. Yeah, I hope we get <laughs> it's off, gonna be. If we get off quarantine during summertime, it's gonna be so. That's what I'm saying, yeah. and it's like predicted and, to be like a July, June, July thing. <laughs> man, it's a. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, oh, exactly. especially in, you know in California. Every single people think they're out there, get ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't be. All you want to think about it. All the motherfuckers, yeah. all the single people, finna be in heat when they get out of the. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah. The, build up, the hormonal buildup is yeah. real, other, dude. Man. This energy is gonna be crazy out there. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. It's hella funny. Me and my, oh, I, st- I have to like I lock myself in the studio for like nine hours a day just to pretend like I go to work just so that we're not <laughs> just in each be. other's face yeah because our house ain't hella big like it's a two yeah. bedroom house but like it's only like the living room and the dining yeah. room yeah as common areas so it's like I do, I do it just because I we just so we're not in each other's face you know yeah, yeah I normally sure. would be gone you know all day yeah at the studio so I just go in here play video yeah. games make beats playing well, a lot of call of duty me, well, business, me business boy in 94 and dc been going crazy on call of duty <laughs> there you go mm-hmm. all right on man well if the people want to see you in call of duty or if they want to find you online they want to listen to your music how can they find you man um I, i'm on spotify exact e-k-z-a-k-t uh you can find me on instagram or twitter E-K-Z-A-K-T-X-L, Exact XL, both Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, man, you know, stay tuned. Got a lot of new stuff on the way. More big yeah. stuff on the way, man. Yeah, go peep that Party mm-hmm. Next Door album. While, yeah, you go while check out yeah. Party Mobile. Um, stay tuned for this kid, Donnie Cupid from Berkeley. About to drop a project with him. Just really yeah, single. Started yeah, following I him. Post, yeah. I started following him. Yeah, man, he's he's Tell dope, bro. Good, he's the truth. I just executive produced his album with my boy DCB dope. from the Bay as well. I look forward to yeah. that. Um, we'll make sure to drop the links to all that when it comes out. Yeah, man, definitely yeah. do, man, definitely do. Tap yeah. in with that, and uh, yeah, man, just stay tuned. Well, I hopefully look forward to seeing you in the maybe this year i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah we'll play i don't yeah, know at this point how it plays out because <laughs> i would knows? love to have a little Ooh, yep, weekender yep. or something down in the, the los angeles yeah yeah man um whenever you're down here you always know drop me a line absolutely man yeah and then we can we can do this again like face to face in the studio flip it up yeah exactly. we're gonna talk to yeah. eric and shit like that too yeah like, pull yeah. up on the one zero guys for surely absolutely yeah. man well it's been a pleasure you you can find zach at all the places he just mentioned you can find us at quality goods tv on instagram i am at mr Beatty, and i'm at young man old souls yeah. follow us 
we're going to be talking about a lot of things happening during this uh, quarantine. A lot of creativity still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah. Put, man. Share the music uh, that you're listening to. Share the food that you guys are making, man. We want to see all that. You know what I'm saying? We support yes. quality, quality all around. Foods, you guys, all so. types of quality. Exactly. Quality food. The, the finest quality. Exactly. Let's yes. get it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been a pleasure getting some quarantine time in with you, man. And hopefully we'll be able to get in some real quality time. Definitely, man. Yep. Thank long. you again, guys. Yes. Thank you. Take care, guys. Have a good night. We out.